Hello and welcome. I'm Iowa City Mayor Bruce Teague. As we grapple with the challenges of COVID-19, we want to keep our citizens informed. That's why I will be hosting regular updates on both city and community efforts as we navigate these unprecedented times together. It's been a disruptive time for all of us, but it's been especially difficult for families with school-aged children. Joining me via Zoom to address what actions Iowa City Community School District is taking is Superintendent Steve Murley. Hello, Steve. Thank you so much for having me today and giving me a platform to talk a little bit about what the schools are up to. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in our community wondering, you know, just how this is impacting on, over a long haul. And so, you know, honestly, I would have never thought a month ago that this is where we would be within our community with social distancing and having a lot of the schools closed. As you know, the city is closed. Uh, we just had a city council meeting where we had to do it via Zoom. And um, mm -hmm. I, I know, the, tell me what have you all done at the, at the school district with your um, meetings there? So we are, as you can see, I'm, I'm not uh, with you in the studio. I'm here at home and uh, we're practicing uh, good social distancing. We've uh, moved all of our board meetings uh, onto the Zoom platform. We had our first meeting last night, uh, went very well. Uh, we've moved all of our administrative meetings uh, off-site and uh, into the Zoom platform. So we're very quickly becoming much more skilled at uh, using that technology, which has been uh, a really great opportunity, to be honest with you, to keep us connected um, during a time when we need to be physically distanced from each other. And it's hard to do your job if you can't uh, communicate and collaborate with your peers and uh, having technology as a solution to it has been a real plus for us. I would agree. You know, technology right now is the saving grace for a lot of uh, agencies within our community. Our social so, uh, social agencies are also utilizing that. And of course, you know, there's going to be some things that we're going to talk about um, with how the school will be connected with uh, our students on online learning opportunities as well. But before we go there, I just wanted to maybe talk a little bit about, you know, that timeline of, you know, the school closure. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, the timeline for the school closures? Sure, so uh, the governor has closed K-12 schools through Monday, uh, April 13th. Uh, she updates us through those press conferences on a daily basis. Um, hasn't had a lot of conversation about next steps there. Uh, but we do have uh, webinars with our Department of Education on a regular basis. Um, they've been daily for the last few days. Uh, and that's a question that's come up there is uh, what happens uh, as we approach April 13th? Um, we've been told by the Department of Ed that the governor is well aware of uh, parents' concerns about that um, and better understanding what comes next. Um, we've asked them to provide us at least a week's lead time if they're going to change that date. So. Uh, hopefully no later than uh, Monday, the 6th of April, we ought to have some feedback from the governor's office on uh, whether April 13th is still a start update for us or if it's pushing back. Um, we're really uh, inside uh, within the district. Uh, we're looking at a couple of different things. Uh, as the uh, we're in this kind of hiatus mode with the schools closed, uh, we're providing electronic resources uh, for parents. Uh, we're also providing suggested activities that don't require any technology at all. Um, really designed to keep kids intellectually engaged and, uh, and focused on uh, some of the teaching and learning pieces that we can't deliver directly. Um, but then we're also looking forward. If this is prolonged and if the governor does authorize online learning, um, what will that look like? Uh, how do we serve all of our kids? Uh, and uh, how do we get that ramped up and ready to go? So behind the scenes, we've got some wonderful staff people that have been working like crazy. Uh, teachers, uh, members of our teacher leadership team, 
uh, administrators at the building and district level. Um, they're the folks who put together that almost 70 page uh, set of resources that was sent out to parents yesterday. And that's yeah. the same group that's working on online learning. So when, what are some of the things that, that you're evaluating to ensure that it's safe for kids to even return back to school? So right now we're really dependent on uh, what comes out of the governor's office. Uh, internally in the schools right now, our custodial crew uh, is in there doing deep cleaning in all of our buildings uh, and making sure that uh, if indeed uh, we're going to have kids back, that the, the buildings are clean and disinfected and sanitized and ready to go. Uh, and then once we've done that, we know that uh, absent human contact, that um, those buildings will remain safe and sterile. And so the intent is to uh, get the buildings that are not being used cleaned up and, and uh, uh, closed off so that they can remain uh, safe uh, for re-entry. Uh, but uh, we are going to have a little bit of an interruption with that because we know that uh, depending on how long we're out, um, we've got kids that need things that they either left in their desks or their cubbies or their lockers. And uh, we're creating an avenue for uh, students and parents to get back into the schools and get some of those things that they need that continue instruction. Friday? Will that happen this Friday? Uh, yes, that's what we're working on. Uh, we're actually going to send out uh, a link that will allow parents to uh, go in there and pick a time uh, and then tell us what they're looking for. Uh, and that way that can help us ensure that we keep good social distancing. Um, we keep under the, the limit of 10 uh, in terms right. of, of people floating around in a building at one time uh, and uh, kind of manage that traffic flow. So the goal is to get people in and out as quick as possible, get them to get things like instruments and uh, uh, course materials and things like that that they're looking for. You know, it's amazing how everything that we do, we have to think about how can we keep everybody's, you know, distant so to keep them safe. You did mention, you know, about the learning opportunities that the governor is uh, you know, contemplating. Um, of course, parents are real eager to get some of those materials within their uh, within their hands. Um, one thing that I've heard is, you know, not all of our students have internet access. And can you talk about uh, some of the conversations that surrounding that? We are very fortunate. We've got some great uh, partners uh, who have worked with us to ensure that every child who needs internet access um, has that. And so. Uh, our technology department, uh, if you don't have internet access at home, uh, they can get you set up uh, so that you've got that access. Um, if you don't have a Chromebook and you need one, uh, you can get a hold of the, uh, the help desk and they can uh, get that uh, taken care of for you. You know, interestingly, um, we've got uh, plenty of secondary students who are participants in our one-to-one -one program and their Chromebooks in their locker at school. Um, We've got ways to help uh, those kids get uh, their technology so that they've got access to those resources. Uh, what we sent out to parents uh, came out in their email uh, yesterday was a, a list of resources broken down by grade level and subject area. Uh, and if your kid uh, is uh, in that span that has the one-to-one -one, uh, access uh, and has their uh, Chromebook at home, uh, there's a plethora of resources that are out, uh, out there for students to have access to. Um, and if you don't have access to that right now, like I said, that's something that we can get for you. And our technology department has a, a pretty simple form that, uh, especially even if you have a phone, you can get on there and get that filled out and they'll help you get that information uh, set up so that you can get the materials you need. You know, I think the educational efforts that you are making is really vital. And, and there are some food efforts that you all have uh, kind of just started as well. One thing that we know is that food for uh, some of the students you know, having those meals provided at school has been critical. And can you talk a little bit about the quick response that you all have done by setting up opportunities for students within the district to get food throughout our community? 
Sure. So we've got multiple pickup points out there. Um, some of them at our schools uh, where you can do drive up. And we're also going out to some of our mobile home communities um, and actually delivering food there, recognizing that transportation might be a barrier for some folks who live there. Uh, uh, pleased to say that uh, between Monday and Tuesday, uh, participation doubled. Uh, so waiting to see what the numbers are today. On my clock here, we got about uh, maybe an hour or so before I get some numbers rolling in. Um, but uh, I, I think that as it becomes uh, more widely known, as people know where those pickup points are, um, we're hoping that participation picks up. Um, for those that don't know, uh, if you're eligible for a, a free and reduced lunch, you're certainly welcome. But it's not just kids on free and reduced lunch. This is open to any child ages 1 to 18. You do not be a resident of our school district. Uh, so if you happen to be uh, stuck here in Iowa City relative, uh, you are more than welcome to come to one of our pickup points. Um, and when you arrive, you'll get not only lunch for today, uh, but you get breakfast for tomorrow morning. Uh, so the idea is to make sure that uh, we do what we can to tide you over between today and tomorrow. Uh, and so those distribution points, uh, again, we've got them um, spread throughout uh, Coralville, North Liberty, Iowa City, um, open 11 to 1 uh, every day, and then delivering at our mobile home communities uh, during that same time frame from 11 to 1. I, like I said, pleased to see yesterday we, uh, between breakfast and lunches, we had almost 2,000 meals delivered awesome. uh, to uh, almost 1,000 uh, students out there, and, and we're really hoping to see that pick up. So I think there, there was some confusion that it may have only been students that are eligible for free and reduced lunch, uh, or it may have only been eligible for kids that uh, are already Iowa City Community School District uh, students, or that it's not for kids uh, under four, and, and really want to make sure that uh, people know it is for all children. That's great. And the, now the child does have to be present to pick up the food. Is that correct? They do. That's an FDA rule right now. Uh, we've been pushing pretty hard. And I know Senator Grassley has been uh, very helpful with that and trying to uh, get to the point where there's a little bit of a, uh, there's a little cognitive dissonance there. On the one hand, we want to uh, practice social distancing. On the other hand, we're making all the kids get in the car and show up at the site in order to get the food. So uh, we're trying to see if we can, uh, actually get to the point where we're, we're trusting parents. If they've got five kids at home, come in and tell us you got five kids, and we'll hand you the food and, and off you go, rather than having to bring all the kids in. So uh, like I said, Senator Grassley has been uh, helpful in um, trying to put some pressure on the uh, U.S. to give us a little bit of uh, uh, leeway there. Um, one of the other things that we're also looking at is, depending on how long this goes, we recognize getting to the sites on a daily basis can be a bit of a challenge. So um, our food service is exploring whether we could do multi- uh, handouts. So if you come today, could I give you a couple of three days, four days food, uh, which might uh, reduce the number of times travel to the site uh, and hopefully would allow you to have a, a more consistent source of food at home for the kids. I have to tell you, I talked to some kids that received the food on Monday and they absolutely loved it. They thought it was great. So thanks for doing that. It, it really does show that, you know, the district is, you know, learning um, how to readjust and um, be uh, you have to reinvent how you're serving the community, and thanks for doing that. Uh, uh, well, if I if I could just jump in and say a big thanks, our uh, nutrition services staff has been unbelievable. Uh, you know, at this point in time, uh, there are a lot of people that uh, look at uh, I, maybe the fear factor that's out there, and and uh, these folks have stepped up. Uh, they really, uh, for us, provide a critical function when school nutrition, and um, they're in there every day preparing the food. Uh, putting it together, getting it distributed, and, and getting it into the kids' hands. So uh, folks that uh, may not have uh, been in the spotlight before, our school nutrition folks are really shining right now. Yeah, kudos to all of them as well. 
Now, of course, with school being out, you know, the question remains in people's head, you know, am I going to have to make up these days, you know, with the, with the school being, you know, being out? And, um, and maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, what is expected um, since classes are not being held. Sure. So right now, uh, the governor has said schools close through Monday the 13th and that all of the days between uh, when the closure was announced uh, and uh, that uh, Monday the 13th, uh, those days are all forgiven. Um, so we don't have to make those days up. Uh, and, uh, and then anything that happens after April 13th is part of a future determination by the governor. So uh, that's one of those things that we're, we're waiting to see what happens uh, and whether or not uh, there are that uh, we're required to be out of school and if so uh, can we move to an e-learning platform and can that then count towards the hours and minutes of instruction uh, that would allow us to get through the end of the school year at the regular end date without having any makeup so some of those are uh, unanswered questions yet but we're hoping to get that uh, the DE and the governor's office can give us uh, some pretty firm answers here in the next week great and I and you know you have uh, several school building improvement projects going on and just wondering how COVID-19 will affect some of those because, you know, that can affect what your plans are for opening up like Tate High School, for example. Uh, can you talk sure. about some of that? So right now, uh, the uh, construction uh, crews have obviously uh, slimmed way down because they've got to be under that uh, limit of 10. Uh, and we've actually gone through and determined uh, what we consider to be uh, critical uh, jobs that need to be done, critical uh, uh, elements of the projects. Uh, that need to be completed, and those are still ongoing, uh, albeit with significantly smaller crews. Then there are some other projects that we've looked at and said those aren't time sensitive, uh, and, uh, and we can push those off and put them on hold for right now and hopefully come back and revisit those in July. Uh, so there is some uh, construction still ongoing, uh, although uh, uh, on a much uh, basis, um, and in some cases, some of those uh, projects are on hold right now. I, Depending on how long we're out, uh, we, it, we may have difficulty uh, getting some of those back on uh, timeline. Uh, but again, the ones that we know need to be done because they either need to keep the project moving along or to ensure that we're ready for kids when they come back in the fall, um, those are, are proceeding, just as I said, at a much uh, slower pace. Adjustments all around our community are, is being made, you know, to really accommodate COVID-19 uh, inevitable changes. Um, as I know that for the city council meetings, we went virtual with those where we had to have that done via Zoom, which we're on right now. And it actually went smooth for the first time. Of course, you know, community involvement, you know, to ensure that they had the access and knowledge how to, you know, be a part. Um, so we went a little light on our um, things that we knew the community wanted to weigh in on. Last night, we even did one deferral so that uh, and kept the public hearing open so that they can tune in again on our at our next meeting and i know that at the district you all did the same thing yes we did we've actually moved to weekly meetings right now so we're meeting every tuesday that gives us an opportunity to provide an update to the board on uh, what's transpired in the last week just because so much changes on a day-to-day -day basis and we've also stripped all the non-essential items out of the agenda so uh, at least at this point, uh, with a sense of optimism, we've pushed all those items to the Tuesday, the April 14th agenda, uh, and then uh, set up weekly meetings between uh, then and now. Uh, the uh, single uh, item that's a standing item on all those meetings is an update on our COVID-19 planning uh, and uh, the actions that are in place. 
Uh, and then if there are things that need to happen, uh, for instance, a school district by their budget uh, by April 15th. And so that requires that we take a few actions uh, as we move towards April 15th. So we did that last night, uh, but uh, there will be few, you said, few of those items that uh, may engender community uh, interest or desire to comment on or and we're just pushing those off into April and May. Well, lots of adjustments being made. Sound like you all are doing what you can and navigating, you know, minute by minute, actually. There's things changing every minute. Uh, well, any last thing that you wanted to kind of share with us? You know, I think uh, I just share one thing that goes to the, the uh, away from maybe the technical aspect and really uh, the emotional this process. Uh, so we, uh, we're pushing out uh, through our, our buildings and through our teachers uh, a, a hashtag that you'll find out on social media. That's ICCSD together. Uh, and the idea behind that is to recognize that whether you're a child, a student, um, whether you're a parent, whether you're one of our teachers, support staff folks, uh, whether you are self-isolated at home right now or whether you're out performing one of those critical functions for us, um, we're all in this together. We're only a small subset uh, of the community as a whole. So whether it's you at the city, the university, uh, our businesses, um, that we're all in this together. And um, where there are opportunities for us to remember uh, the human element to it, we're trying to make sure that we do that. Uh, Got to try to find some opportunities to laugh, smile, and celebrate the good things that are going on. And so we're really encouraging everyone uh, inside our organization to uh you know, throw some of those shout outs out to people who are, are working hard to um, see some silly things that are going on uh, at home with some of the kids as they're engaged in some of those lessons. But just to try to remember that uh, that we're all in this together, that there's a human element to it. We're going to come through it. We're going to come through it together um, and we'll be stronger on the other end uh, for the, the bonding that goes on uh, while we're uh, suffering through this. Well, thank you so much, Superintendent Murley for being a part and just taking some time to talk to me and the rest of the community about the Iowa City Community School District. We really appreciate all you're doing and hashtag we are all in this together. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you. And you can stay connected to the latest Iowa City response efforts to COVID-19 by visiting icgov.org backslash coronavirus. There you'll find updates on city efforts and closures along with resources from health experts like CDC and Iowa Department of Public Health. Remember to stay informed, practice social distancing, and keep up healthy habits like frequently washing your hands. We'll be back again with another Community Connection. Take care, Iowa City.